Hello, and welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and I'm going to see how this sounds with me working around the boat. So please stand by. Okay, so you can hear the radio in the background. Um, and I wanted to, it sounds fine. So basically, uh, this is me recording on my Note 8, which is my new phone that I got for Valentine's Day from my sweetheart. And the reason I needed to get a new phone is because I dropped my iPhone 7 into the ocean where it totally died and never was to be rescued again. Um, I had sent it to a company hoping to salvage the data, hoping by some miracle I would be able to continue um, to get the videos and photos and audio recordings uh, off of that phone because I actually got I, everything that I we did on this voyage for uh, from basically the beginning of December to the beginning of January, which is when we went from Florida to the Bahamas and all the way down the chain of Bahamian Islands. Um, all of that was done uh, was recorded on that phone. So you can imagine my horror when I just got the email this week. Hang on, I'm trying to situate my phone right now. So if it's loud, I apologize. Um, when I got the phone call this week to tell me that it, uh, well, I got the email rather, that there is no salvaging the data. It is long gone and there's nothing that I can do. So I'm quite heartbroken about that. Um, it was a lot of precious recordings that I will never be able to uh, get again, but uh, the show must go on, right? Uh, I was, and so I'm, I now have this Note 8, which Nathan got for me for Valentine's Day, and it's a huge phone, so the downside is I don't really think I can run with it very easily, but the images are beautiful and um I mean, it's a really solid, awesome phone. So I want to paint the scene for you, but let me back up in case you're new to my channel. Uh, I'm Rosalinda Roman. I go by Rosalinda. And I call this New Mexico Castaways because my family moved from New Mexico onto a 45-foot sailing catamaran called the Dawn Treader. And that is where I am right now. I'm actually alone on the Dawn Treader for the first time in a while. And um, I'm cleaning up and prepping to depart the Dawn Treader tomorrow. Um, so I'm gonna actually vacuum something really quickly and then I will pause this, make sure the recording is working and I will be right back. All right, I'm done with that loud noise from vacuuming and I'm gonna put my phone back in my wrist sleeve so I can talk and work. Uh, the reason I'm working here around the boat is I am not sure, I'm, I'm assuming I have to work under the assumption that I am prepping the boat to sell her. And that's an assumption that kind of breaks my heart, but I also recognize that uh, as much as I love the Dawn Treader, it is still, um, it is not, um, it is still a, a thing, right? It's not my family. It's not the things that matter the most in my life, uh, which 
it, I always try to remember when I get sad about the fact that we are, uh, that the Dawn Treader is up for sale. I try to remember when um, Ziva, when asked about, and I know I've said this here before, but when asked about what, uh, where her home was, her response was, home is where my family is. And that's basically how we're going to, I'm going to try to really remember that as I go through these moments of sadness about you know, kind of closing this chapter, um, because I don't know what's coming next. Um, the reason we're selling is my husband, Nathan, is very much um, focusing on his career right now, and it's just not really that compatible with living on a boat and all of that comes with it, all that comes with it. Um, so, with in the interest of hopefully being together a bit more, we, uh, you know, and also the biggest factor actually was I, I don't want him stressed all the time. A boat is a lot of work. As you can hear, I'm working as we talk and that's just on the people stuff, not the boat systems. And the boat systems are basically Nathan's responsibility. Um, in general, it has been at least, although I will say I came here to the Bahamas about a week and a half ago to see what I could do to kind of facilitate things and prep things here at the boat um, because we have some uh, captains, Verena Kellner, I'm sorry, I always say her name wrong, Verena Kellner and Captain Mike uh, Castle. They're a couple who are here to help. Um, they're going to sail the boat from here in Georgetown in the lower Bahamas called, called the Exumas. They're going to sail from the Exumas up the chain of islands and then cross over to Florida eventually in a few weeks. Uh, the reason they're doing that is because we Nathan just really didn't have a, a, a time window to do that. And we were in a bit of a quandary because Nala has been here in Georgetown staying with um, a family, and that's a whole different subject for another day. Um, I'm sure I will do some more episodes on Nala and her excellent adventures, um, but for now I'm just trying to focus on what we're doing and what I'm thinking, um, and I'm here to prep the boat a little bit and then bring Nala back to uh, Florida where I'll fly tomorrow. Uh, my kids are in Chicago with my family, and uh, we and Nathan was in New Mexico, but I think he's on his way to, he was doing his clinical work because he's a physician. He was doing his clinical work in New Mexico, and then now he's working on kind of the corporate side of his job um, in, I want to say Pittsburgh, but I really never know where Nathan is, um, <laughs> except when he's with us, which hopefully is going to be more, right? Uh, so the original plan uh, once we had some major heart-to-heart -heart talks and um, Nathan really emphasized, you know, I, I really wanted this boat thing. I was really against the idea of, um, against the idea of selling her. And, uh, you know, we talked about it and he said, you know, I really want to focus on my career and I really feel like I, I supported you and that boat thing, um, you know, for it's been a year and a half that we've lived on the boat. And I had to admit that, you know, the, it was not as enjoyable as it could have been because when Nathan was able to be with us, he had to work on boat projects. So that takes away from some of the enjoyment. So 
the original plan was to move off the boat and go move to to Phoenix, which is where um, he's kind of gonna. He's thinking of that being the hub that he will be working out of, um, and also he he has a side business that he does with his. Um, his two best friends and they both have homes in Phoenix. So we were looking at just moving off the boat and going to Phoenix. And I'm sorry, I'm working while we talk, but it's the only way I can justify doing the recording at all anymore. Cause I got to get this done. It's my last day and I already extended my trip. I was supposed to leave on Sunday and I already extended it an extra, uh, what, two days. So, um, I leave tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Uh, anyway, so we were going to move straight to Phoenix, but the more we started talking, um, the, we have been, because the boat has been in Georgetown and we have been in first Puerto Rico, then Florida, we've been doing a lot of um, home rentals, uh, VRBO, Airbnb. And in the process of doing that, we kind of started the seeds of a, of a new idea. And we also met a wonderful family from Australia that they travel full time. They sold everything back home. They don't, I don't think they even have a house in Australia anymore, um, where they're from. And they travel, they have four boys, 10 and under, and they're amazing. And we met them, uh, in the Abacos, which is, uh, a, one of my favorite uh, places in, in Hopetown. Um, and when we met them, it was just like, wow, full-time traveling. Like they've been to Japan. They've been to, I don't know, I can't even tell you, but all over the place. And right now they're in uh, Nicaragua uh, learning to surf. <laughs> so I just, you know, we talked, Nathan and I talked about that and we said, you know, what would that be like if we, instead of feeling like we had to rush over to Phoenix, because realistically, um, he's still working out some of the details of whether he's going to uh, get a promotion for his work, and uh, also working with his business partners. Their ability to be present in Phoenix isn't going to solidify for a couple months, or maybe like four months. And so rather than move to Phoenix right before summer, we said, why don't we go, like, go to one city and, you know, rent a place for a month, and live there for a month. And that would actually be more consistent than just full-time living on the boat for Ahava with her gymnastics goals, um, because that is a sport that you kind of need to be uh, in one place. So the theory is she will go to a gym in whatever city we're living in, and, you know, and then she'll be able to train for that month, and then wherever we go next, she'll go find a gym at that place. So that's the new thought that we're going to be doing that. Now, let me pause for a minute. I don't know if my away party is here. Nope, they're not. Um, so by the way, the captains, Verena and Mike, just took Nala to uh, the shore to throw the ball and keep her busy and let her run, 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 run. So that's very cool because she needs to run, 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 run. She is a very busy dog. Uh, so because of that, I have the place to myself and I'm able to kind of do some sorting. Now, I announced on the cruiser's net, which is basically every morning here. Oh, that's the radio. <laughs> that is actually where the cruiser's net is on the radio every morning at 8 a.m., 
they do a cruiser's net and it's basically where it's kind of like a radio show but everybody gets to participate and they um it's a place where people can buy sell trade items um maybe you know you have an extra propeller or i don't know but also personal items on the boat that you don't need anymore. Uh, it's also a place where people get the weather, find out activities around town for that day. And right now I'm here during the cruiser's regatta, which is a really fun time to be in Georgetown. I think even if you didn't live on a boat, I would consider coming here and staying at a resort somewhere here because they have activities every day and uh, they have volleyball on the beach and it's just really a cool time to be here in uh, Georgetown. But anyway, so so on the cruiser's net, I announced this morning that I Nala and I are leaving. And everybody knows Nala because she had this excellent adventure, which could have turned into a terrible, tragic adventure. But luckily, it all went well because... The local Georgetown community, especially the cruisers, and not just the cruisers, the, the like a local resort, um, St. Francis Resort, and um, a, a bunch of people um, kind of pitched in to help keep an eye on Nala because she was supposed to be with a family that we left her with here at a place called Cavalli House, and she managed to get away from them and escape, and she... When she did that, she just kind of took over the island. And luckily, people could tell she was a friendly dog. And eventually, the resort kind of took ownership of her and took uh, responsibility for her and, and started feeding her regularly. And she had a place to sleep at night. And again, that's kind of a whole different uh, story. That's But coming here, I didn't know what I was going to run into. I didn't know how that was going to go when I got back to the boat and got Nala. Not only did I announce on the cruiser's net that I, Nala and I were leaving, I announced that I have a bunch of stuff to give away because I've been, first of all, before long, even before we uh, left the boat to head to Puerto Rico, we always, generally, whenever something, the kids um, outgrow something, we always have an ongoing giveaway pile. You know, we just kind of keep keep a pile of stuff that's good that in Florida, we always just would eventually bring it down to Goodwill. But here, um, we can potentially let other boaters, other uh, boat kids have that stuff. So I announced on the cruiser's net that we would be leaving and that we have a bunch of stuff to give away. And if anyone wants to come tomorrow and do kind of a rummage sale for free, uh, they can come and take a look at what we have to, to offer. And so that's what I announced and that's what I'm doing. And I've been sorting stuff in addition to all the stuff we already had set aside to give away. I'm just kind of going through the, the whole boat, finding what we want to take with us, what items, because I basically am planning to bring two duffel bags with me to Florida, and then we, we're driving our, our van actually up to uh, Binghamton, New York, where I'm going, uh, we're going to be going for 
Aunt Fern's memorial service, sadly. Uh, our beloved, my husband's aunt, who is, uh, was a beloved person in our, all of our lives, the kids and myself and Nathan, um, she passed away and they're having a memorial service in Binghamton, New York. So we're going to be driving up there. I'll be driving up there with Nala and then the kids will either meet me in New York or we'll drive and get them. Once we get to Binghamton, we'll drive towards Chicago and pick them up. So um, so what I'm doing as I'm going through the boat is just looking at the stuff and thinking, okay, do we need this now? Like on the road, this is stuff we're, we're going to want with us. Um, we're trying, I'm trying really hard to limit what we have with us to one large suitcase each. So that can be our full-time traveling bag. And we're, we're building that um, now. We just bought suitcases for Ziva and myself and Ahava. Um, and, and we're, it's, they're kind of cool. They're, the bottom is solid, these um, suitcases. The bottom is solid, um, which is perfect for, if you followed my journey at all, perfect for KonMari, which is the, um, the system I have to, um, to organize our clothes and whatnot. And the top is like a duffel bag of these suitcases we bought. And what's nice about that is then you can have the top um, uh, with stuffed animals and things, but you can collapse it and put it under a bed if necessary um, when you're done. So that is what I'm doing right now is I'm just kind of going through the boat. I'm looking at what I want with us, what is going to stay on the boat um, because so, I, I don't want to take our special treasures off. And that was a big thing that I had a conversation with Nathan because I'm going, well, how do I, you know, how do I decide what to bring? I've got to, I've got to manage Nala, which I've never traveled with before and uh, carry our stuff. And, you know, and you want me to move off the boat? Like I'm not even, you know, emotionally, that's a massive um, thing, you know, to have to contend with. And he said, no, don't bring, you know, you don't have to bring the special treasures, just focus on what we need, you know, now leave the other stuff on the boat. And then after that, we can come once the captains deliver the boat to Florida, then we can, um, go back and get the stuff that we actually want either when they sell the boat or, my hope is that when we sail again. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of looking at what stays with the boat, what comes with us, and, uh, and what is giveaway so that I can give that to whoever shows up tomorrow for our little free rummage sale. <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's what I'm working on. I think I see Nala and company heading back, and I, I don't want to get into too much in-depth when they're around because... Obviously, that's a big distraction, but so far, so good. The captains, no, actually, do I see them? No, I don't see them. Maybe they're not coming back, or maybe they're hiding behind another boat. Let me look. Anyway, uh, let me give you a quick lowdown. So the, these captains, super awesome people, they have been feeding on me, which is really great because I tend to forget to feed myself. Nathan is the cook in our family. And so if he's not around, sometimes I go the whole day and then I get hangry, which obviously is not good for anyone because I 
didn't eat that day. So I'm, I'm being fed. They managed to help me, uh, not help me, they managed to move the Dawn Treader out of Hurricane Hole 3, where she has lived for the past two months. Uh, and that was kind of a treacherous coming out of this Hurricane Hole. Um, not, it wasn't treacherous. It was just scary. It looked more intimidating than it actually was, actually. It was fine. So they did a great job, and now they're going to kind of take a leisurely path from here and explore the Bahamas, because they're actually from, they live in San Diego, and they are from Seattle area, a little north of Seattle, I believe. And so for them, you know, being in the Bahamas and enjoying this tropical weather, I think they're enjoying that. They're going to enjoy that, and we want them to uh, really enjoy the, the process, not just deliver the boat. So that's the plan. They're going to take a couple weeks or actually it could be up to a month, really, because uh, we're not in a big rush. But I'm going to leave the stuff that we are, don't need right away here on the boat. Then I will come back for it at some point. Uh, we kind of I really, really like them and they seem to be doing enjoying the boat a lot. And so we've been kind of uh, joking uh, that we need to have them sail the boat to various places that we want to be. And then they can, you know, go take a break and have that boat like wherever, like she said, they would love to sail to, to Australia. And I said, great. So you just sail the boat and along the way you, you know, you uh, have it ready, prepped for us, do all those boat projects that Nathan hates and stresses him out, have all that ready so that when we're ready to use the boat, then it's available. And uh, I thought that was a great plan. Nathan said, and how am I supposed to pay for this with my good looks? I said, well, you are pretty good looking. <laughs> so anyway, and since I'm talking about massive big dreams, let me just tell you, I never believe, there's nothing that I believe is impossible. And I, on a side, completely unrelated, but maybe related note, there, that place that I just spent the last week and that Nala spent a month in January, the Cavalli house, that place is magical. It's amazing. It has a, a home, like one main home, and that's where the family lived. And then it has two guest cottages and it goes and it has a mooring field, which is where the Don Treader was. From that area, you go from either the Hurricane Hole, which is like where all the boats are, to the other side, it goes all the way across. There's a beautifully manicured path and well-maintained to go from the harbor to the sea. And the sea is this beautiful, amazing, wild ocean. Oh, that's Mickey Mouse talking to you. <laughs> I just bumped one of their stuffed animals. That's hilarious. Uh, anyway, so Cavalli House. It is a special, special place. And I, you know, I was walking on the beach with Nala and she was joyous and I was joyous. And I was like, man, I write in my journal and I'm writing, you know, like my dreams. And I'm very big on um, Tony Robbins and Shalene Johnson and um, pretty much all of the people who are my mentors, if you will. Um, when it comes to kind of visualizing and planning your life is you have to give thanks and you have to um, visualize what you want. And 
but you have to first get clear. Oh, and KonMari, uh, Marie Kondo, she says the same thing. Before you start that whole sorting process, you have to get clear on what it is that you want. And that way, when you're listening as you're sorting your stuff and deciding, does this thing spark joy? You can hear that sound of your own voice and, and know what really does spark joy. Okay. So with those things in mind, I always try to like, um, especially in transition times like this, where we don't really know what we're going to be doing next. I try to really have some quiet time and really think and being on the beach, which as you can imagine is my happy place. I was walking there with Nala and she'd come back and I'd throw the ball over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, you know, and I was walking and I was like, what is it that I really, really want? And I just looked around and I thought, I want more of this. This, this is what I want. This is, um, you know, I could see us enjoying the cruiser community here, but being a part of something and, you know, it's a, it's a really unique place because it's green. They built the homes with, with using rec reclaimed uh, wood for the cabinets and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a very environmentally beautiful place. It has 12 acres. It's just like everything you could write on a list that you would want, that you could visualize wanting, Cavalli House has, for me at least. So I had said that, like I was walking with Nala that day and I was like, this is what I want. I want this. And then I, at some point, uh, now the owner of Cavalli House has had some real health problems and that's why we, how we were introduced to him because uh, Nathan was helping him uh, with some of his medical problems. Anyway, so I had said that in my mind and, and I wrote it even in my journal, I want more of this. And then later, I don't know if it was that, it was probably two days later, I was talking with the caretaker of the Cavalli grounds and I was like, what's going to happen with this, you know, beautiful property now that, um, you know, Robert is having to fly back to Florida for medical treatment and all that. Is he going to be able to, you know, maintain it and, and stay here? And Norman, which is the gentleman that's worked on that property for more than 20 years, he said, no, um, he already put the property up for sale. It's on the market. And I was like, oh, like, whoa, really? After I had just said in my mind, oh, I want this, right? So I was like, oh, I got to go look up that listing. And I went to go look at the listing and, uh, yeah, it's uh, $9.7 million, <laughs> which is awesome. And I thought, well, you know, a girl can dream. When Nathan, when I told Nathan, I said, we need to buy Cavalli House. And he's, again, that's when he's like, and what am I doing this with, with my good looks? <laughs> so I just want you to know I have big dreams and I don't uh, assume that it is not possible. I assume things are possible. How that works out, I can't tell you. I do not know what direction we're going to be taking, but I never say to myself, oh, that's impossible. I never say that because nothing is impossible. What I really, truly, fundamentally believe, this is honestly my like personal mantra, is if you get clear on what you want, the people and resources will show up to make it happen. So that's step one, get clear on what you want. So I'm just telling you, you just don't close off your possibilities by saying, oh, that could never be possible. Oh, that's impossible. No, that we, we could never do that. Just don't say that because that's like the death rattle to your dreams. So just say, say it out loud or in your head or write it in a journal and say, 
yeah, we're, I, I want that. I'm going to find a way. We're going to do that. Not sure how. You don't have to know how. That goes back to the whole secret, right? You don't know how it's going to work out, but it's going to work out if you believe it. And you. And I'm not talking about, I don't know. I mean, I guess I am. Everybody's interpretation is different. You might call that God. You might just say that's, you know, the universe, whatever, however you define it. It doesn't matter. Just the fact that you get clear on what you want, right? Not that you leave your dreams up to someone else and then you, you know, you sit on a beach and do nothing. I'm just saying, if you're willing to believe it and, you know, it might take some work, it might take some creative thinking, but if you get clear on what you want and you really mean it, the right people and resources will show up to make it happen. So I hope you will get clear on what you want as I'm working to do that in my own life. And uh, yeah, drop me a line. Let me know what that big dream is that you've been thinking you want to do it, but you not you didn't tell anyone. You don't want to tell anyone because what if they laugh at you, right? I mean, we, I've been there, believe me, when I was thinking I wanted to live on a boat with my kids. I mean, people were, I didn't tell anybody. In fact, the first time when we moved aboard Hakuna Matata, when Ahava and Ziva were two and four, I did not even tell my family until we were already living on the boat. And I literally, when, when they're like, well, where are you going? You know, why are you going to Florida? I said, oh, we're going to get a place on the water. <laughs> and they pictured like I'm renting an apartment overlooking the, you know, the water. And I meant literally, we're going to get a place on the water. So I'm just saying, don't give up on your dreams just because they seem crazy. Because obviously... I believe in crazy, you know, or as Hans, the, you know, not so nice guy in, in uh, Frozen says, uh, I love crazy. <laughs> anyway, all right. I hope you guys are doing well. If you like this podcast and you want to hear more of my Rosalinda's ramblings, please subscribe and spread the word. Tell some friends, share, and uh, you can always see some of our videos and live reports uh, that we've done from this journey and whatever the chapter is, whatever the next chapter will be. Um, you can check out the YouTube channel. That is uh, New Mexicast TV. You can also find me on Facebook as New Mexicast. And uh, finally, if you want to join our private Facebook group, that is there's a sign up button on the Facebook page. I hope to see you either out on the water or somewhere along one of these wonderful life adventures. Take care and thanks for listening. I'm Rosalinda Roman.